Let's Get Two presents Go, Go Astro! Go, Go Astros! A focus on H Town Hardball. And welcome to Go, Go Astros. Brian and I are here. Today is game six. Uh, we are um, excited to see the guys back at Minute Maid, excited to have batting practice. Um, you know, Brian, I've seen some people make a lot about the batting practice thing. Uh, ben Verlander, I tend to agree with him that, yeah, you don't need batting practice to warm up, but seeing the ball out of the hand against the batters, I, all those little things in a game of inches like that, I think matter. So how are you feeling the Astros getting back home this, this, this evening? Yeah, I mean, it's, well, I feel a lot better about it than I did walking into game five, that's for sure, because all we wanted out of game five was to get to game six. And all we want out of game six is to get to game seven. Um, you know, so we're on the brink of elimination. But um, after a two-game slump, and really a four-game slump, you might say, uh, the bats woke up in game five. They scored nine runs. And I think a big key to winning both game six and game seven is for the Astros offense to return to normal and to score a whole bunch of runs. Let's talk a little bit about the batting order. It has been um, much debated. I um, agreed with moving Bregman to seven. I think that's probably the only change I would make. There's been talk of sort of flipping Alvarez and Tucker. Um, you know, I, I, I think you keep Bregman at seven the rest of the series and you readdress it when we get to spring, to spring training. But overall, what are your thoughts on just the order that, that everybody's going up to hit? Yeah, I mean, I think if there's any benefit to it, it's just sort of saying, you know, it's just sending sort of a message of wake up to the, to the team. Um, but it's also something I think you have to almost have to be, you know, in desperation to do it with this set of players who've been in the playoffs many times who are a veteran players and who, you know, have to sort of grad, you know, I think would sort of grudgingly accept it. I don't think it's all that big a deal one way or the other. I'm not making a big deal of it, but uh, anything that works should continue you know, let's go to the Bull Durham thing. Let's respect the streak. Yeah, and I think, um, I, I also think that there might be some some other things going on with Bregman besides just not seeing the ball well. Um, he's played a really great defensive third base, but he looks a step a step slow. He looks like maybe he's not fully recovered from his quad. Yeah, and there's some indication that he may have a, a wrist injury of some kind. Uh, Correa made a reference to this uh, the other day, and he's been trying to adjust his swing to have sort of both hands on it further along. So, um, and he made a thing about, you know, not having his top hand. So uh, that could be a part of it that he's not 100%, but uh, I'm not sure anybody's 100% uh, at this time, at this time of the year. And uh, he'll start resting on, well, hopefully Thursday. Um, if we look at the, the, if we look at games three and four, which was the more frustrating for you to watch? Was it, you know, Game four, where Javier, two two small mistakes that end up being big mistakes. That, yeah. but you can't. I don't think you can blame a pitcher when you lose three to two, or just how ineffectively wild um, the the Braves were in game three that just made them unpredictable and hard to hit. It's like asking me which is my least favorite child, right? This is uh, you know, <laughs> or uh, you know, uh, terrible and annoying, uh, you know things to watch and, you know, frustrating. Um, I think it's game three because I think they could have hit, you know, because I think they could have hit Anderson. But, again, hopefully they get another shot at that uh, tomorrow night. But they got to get through tonight to do that. 
What are your big concerns with the Astros pitching staff? I'm not, I'm not terribly concerned. I think, you know, people are talking about Garcia on three days rest. He's a young guy. He didn't throw that many pitches. Um, and then the, the question of Urquidy was he, you know, Urquidy threw what 12 pitches. I'm not worried about Urquidy being unavailable. Um, are you, are there any big concerns for you that just say sort of what Dave Roberts dealt with in the NLCS where he did overly tax his pitching staff? Um, it seems to me it's an evil equal distribution of over taxation. Yeah. Um, I mean, going on short, I mean, so Garcia's going to go on short rest, but I don't think he's going to go for long. He went for three and two thirds in his game, three starts, 76 pitches, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't expect him to go, you know, two to three innings, but that puts more pressure on the bridge between Garcia and the big three in the back of the bullpen. And I expect to go seven, eight, nine. In you mean standing. big four? Uh, well, I mean, Maton and Javier may be, you know, what you expect to get you through, you know, three through six and some combination there. Now, Maton went two innings in game five and has been, um, you know, and despite Javier not having a good night on game uh, in game four, uh, the two of them have like a 1.29 ERA in the playoffs. They've given up three runs in 20 plus innings. So they've been, they've been outstanding and a real big key to why we're, you know, we're two wins away from, from winning the world series. Um, so I expect to see some of them, uh, expect to see some of them tonight. It seems very clear. They don't want to pitch Jaco to Rizzi at all. Does that surprise you? Because he actually threw very well against them in game one. A little bit. Um, but we got a real effective inning out of our The plan was to have our go multiple innings, but he got removed from the game for a really good reason. They hit, they had so many hitters come up in the fifth and scored so many runs that they needed to pinch hit for him. So, um, that kind of messed up the plan, but that should make him good to go again. They could use him in the middle innings today, or he could be held back to start in game seven. Um, again, you have to win today. So, you know, Dusty will employ all his resources today. Um, in whatever needs to be done. And then we'll figure out tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah. I could see, you know, if tomorrow happens, you get an inning, you get an inning, you, I mean, it'll be very Oprah Winfrey and hopefully you can find the right combination of nine guys. Yeah. Um, we true for both teams in that way tomorrow too. Yeah, exactly. Cause I, I don't think, um, I don't think Braves fans can be totally comfortable with either of their starting pitching considering, one gave up six earned runs in game two and one only didn't give up runs again because he was just all over the place. Um, who has more pressure in your mind? Do you think it's the Astros right now or do you think it's the Braves or does that even matter? I'm always at the school. It really doesn't matter. I mean, both have a lot of pressure. They're also people who play, you know, the team of, you know, professionals who played, at this point, probably thousands of baseball games in their lives. If you go through little league and minors and, you know, Arizona fall league and, and you know, various things they played. So um, in some ways, I think the biggest adjustment for any of them is dealing with all the stuff off the field. But once they get on the field, yeah, it's different because the crowds are certainly different than they are in the regular season, but they've been doing this since, you know, all of these have been doing this and doing this well since they were six years old. I think they're okay. Once they get on the field. Yeah. I, I really wonder what the psyche of, um, the Atlanta clubhouse will be if they don't win tonight, you know, staring down, having given up the big lead last year in the NLCS. I mean, just the Atlanta curse, I mean, 28 to three in Houston in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's a lot um, from a screenwriting perspective. There's a lot of, of 
there's a lot of nature to fight in that in that situation. You know, there's a lot of narrative, but um, narrative doesn't pitch. So um, <laughs> I would like, you know, I certainly see how we'll sort of attach that, particularly if the, you know, the Braves lost a 3-1 series lead last year in the National League Championship Series, certainly. Uh, that's something that'll be talked about a lot tomorrow, uh, tonight and tomorrow, if we end up in a game seven. But, you know, the real focus for the Astros right now is getting, is winning game six because we can't have any of that without doing without winning game six. Have you been surprised how unhittable Maton has been? I mean, I know that you I know that the people on this show never gave up on him like the rest of the Internet. But like even you might have even said like he, he was more a 2022 edition, even as far as where we thought we'd find value in him. I mean, he had a shaky regular season, both in Cleveland and in Houston. Um, he had a really high BAPIP, and that was one of the more sort of curious things because Cleveland has a pretty good defense, and of course Houston has a great defense. Um, and you know whatever sort of BAPIP was could uh, sort of move, but he has um, he has cut down on his walks in particular in the playoffs, and he seems to be able to again throw his pitches more effectively both in the strike zone and also making it look like it's going to be in the strike zone and getting swings and misses on a pitch outside. He has great spin rates and great amounts of particularly horizontal movement on his pitches. And, um, you know, it's finally paying off at the right time. I hope that continues for two more games. How do you see tonight going then? I mean, where, where, where's your, where's your overall confidence level? Um, I, I feel pretty good, but. Yeah, it's a, to me, it's a question of whether they hit or not, right? They've won the games in the series where they've scored more than five runs. Um, I don't think they're going to hold the Braves to two or three runs tonight, but they certainly could win another 9-5 game. Um, and, you know, they will need key contributions from lots of different pitchers to be able to hold them off. Again, so far they've been able to do that, particularly in the bullpen. Uh, they've gotten really, you know, again – with the frustrations of game four aside, they've gotten really great work out of their bullpen throughout the playoffs and particularly in the world series. That'll need to continue tonight because they'll pitch most of the innings. Unless Garcia just comes out and just. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, how, how much yeah. would you love? How would you love like eight one hit innings or something? That'd be pretty sweet. I, I wouldn't turn it down. That's for sure. Um, so then let me ask you this. I'll ask you the same question we asked Andy on yesterday's episode as we wrap up uh, tomorrow. When we meet, are we previewing game seven or are we starting to put a bow on the 2021 season? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm predicting double digit runs from the Astros tonight. They're going to hit the Braves, finally, finally really get to this pitching staff and uh, you know, we'll see you tomorrow night. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, all right, Brian, go Strohs. Go Strohs.